0: Hey everybody, (laughs) welcome to this episode of Ping, episode number 238, you
1: see it without (laughs) style. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ping, this is episode 238, that is 238 episodes of us bringing you the news that Microsofties are pinging each other about. Um we're back with a very good episode. Uh before we get into the content for today, we had some great comments about what we talked about last
0: week. Oh man. Uh like, it's everyone a, seems to like battling robots I, and the concept of battling robots.
1: I think it it's a it's a universal concept. Everyone understands robots and until, combat until until
0: they become completely autonomous with AI and start to take over the world.
1: Then we got to <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> you know, there's been an increasing number of uh of articles about that recently, about people being worried about it. Totally. Um, uh, have, having worked in software for for a very long time, I'm not worried about software taking over. Hey man. There's always stuff holding Stephen it Stephen Hawking
0: right? is concerned about it. When it hits his level of mentality yeah, and, but he's, and brain power, I so, so my theory on that concerned.
1: is that he's thinking so far ahead of us already that he's like the canary. Canary like in the coal mine? Yeah. like so he's he starts way... going down, <laughs> we should pay attention. <laughs> Not like that, but I mean, like he's thinking so far ahead that maybe we have some time before Skynet and all that fun stuff. But let's talk BattleBots. TGRT says, uh, if EMP is not allowed, then a radial arm saw-like setup. There are a lot of those. I think they were fairly successful. I love them. Those ones
0: there are one of my favorites because of the attachment to woodworking and power tools. Sure. It works out well. Although, I don't know how successful they were because of the sheer fact that it's going into metal,
1: right? It would yeah. get stuck. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of... Um, or just bounce off. Like, uh, like I said last week, it's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors. Some of them were made to be armored. Some of yeah, them yeah. had were kind of vulnerable up at top because they were hydraulic or whatever. Yeah. So it definitely depended on the match.
0: our uh, uh,
1: good friend, Clint. Friend of the show.
0: Yes, friend of the show. Previous, does he, he did an episode, didn't he? Or two, or three? Did he not? Or was he too scary to I'm almost certain he's been on the show. Yeah.
1: I think he did it actually before we were on the show. Oh, okay. Uh but yes yeah, so he, uh, he uh, the, the loves creator the of battlebots basically.
0: <laughs> the creator of battlebots or one, one, of, the, one of the creators for battlebots. Uh, he's into going ahead with flippers and spinners.
1: Yeah, so the flippers, I thought, were really interesting. Again, those are ones that, like, they came out, and if you weren't aware, they had, like, a a spatula on the front. Spatula? And then it would ram into the other robot and then try to flip it over, and then kind of just, that's it. Those machines wouldn't work. Yep. And then there was ones that came out that would work upside down. Mm -hmm. Or ones that had, like, a a train bevel. I don't think that's what it's called. But, you know, like, the front of a train has, like, a wedge on the front. So some of them had, like, A cow scoop. A cow scoop. Is that what those are called? Yeah, they get the cows off the tracks. Oh it's so morbid, <laughs> um, so some of them had those, and uh, kind of worked against it, but uh those really worked and then the uh he has said he had a good design a while back, but that was long ago. Now it's the time to bring it back. oh yeah,
0: definitely, definitely j. t. Z or j. t. zebeki <laughs> uh I like that has a name It's 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 a good handle
1: no uh, no, no, the robot has a name is what I mean.
0: flamethrower, although I don't know if that's allowed. Is it? I don't think that one's allowed. Because it's, it, it's like, of you know, dangerous. Uh, and hydraulic pinchers
1: mm-hmm. and
0: spinning saws. Lower
1: sides. Mm-hmm. Could work. Make it make it look like a modified Klingon bird of prey. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. You uh, have to have cloaking.
0: My, my son saw this last episode. and mm-hmm. He's actually excited to be able to look at the BattleBots and yeah. it.
1: Edward W uh, would like to see a flying robot class. Uh, we were getting all geeking uh, out before this. Right before I read that, I was like, "Yes,
0: yes, absolutely."
1: Yes. Uh, uh, he says to go on uh, about the uh, you know the popularity of drones and everything. And I, uh, drones is such a misused term. Drones for me are always autonomous. Uh, quadcopters are a lot. What, what is going out there now? Radio controlled mm-hmm. ones. Uh, I have one given to me as a gift, and I haven't used it too much. But it is fun, yeah. And I'd love to battle them. We we did
0: a we did a spot about them doing races. Did we not? Did we? I don't think we did. There's a I don't know the 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 f- heads up VR gear to be able to view first person on from a drone. Yes. And they raced them in France, inside the woods. It looks like the. Um, the, the, it looks like the, the Star Wars uh, speedsters I know exactly guys you are going around inside like that. Yeah. And they fight. They basically have this loop track that they go around inside the woods, avoiding the trees. And then they'll actually come and dive bomb and try to take the guy out.
1: So um, I had read that some people, uh, you have the same thing with the first person uh, view of them. Mm-hmm. You put on like, these like, visors to watch. If you fly them behind you... And walk around, <laughs> it's like being in a third person <laughs> game of, Absolutely. of yourself. Absolutely. And yes. uh, that's another that's thing I'd like to try. It yeah. would be a little weird, but. S-
0: speaking of flying behind you, Develop CK uh, talks about the autonomous category and how that would be a very uh, interesting category to have. Based on where things are with uh, computing power and uh, the yeah. flavor of the month,
1: and there are um, there are uh, software games like this where there are AI bots that fight each other, and yeah, you know, yeah. like you can program them and stuff. So it, it would make sense to like maybe have qualifiers in that level, and then mm-hmm. like and, you know build up to getting uh, ones with actual physical space. would Be very cool. I'd finally get to be able to use my artificial intelligence degree. That could work. <laughs> One of my favorite thing about Microsoft devices is after you get them they continuously update and get new features. It's the um, magic of software. The, the magic of software. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's actually my one of my favorite parts about the Xbox is it like it's it been evolves. over a year now and yeah, yeah. the three you saw the way the 360 evolved and from Blades do you remember the Blade you Oh man. Uh, so our new device uh, the Microsoft Band uh, just got its first major update, and it included some really cool features, including something I had no clue how this would work. But <laughs> a keyboard that's yes. in... What was the size of were yeah, saying? Yeah, I was
0: reading a tweet that came out. Uh, it's, again, the, the keyboard technology is called WordFlow. It's predictive, and it's using a pixel size... Again, the, the size of the screen, I think it's like 33 by 11, <laughs> to be able to sit there with your band and be able to text with your band as a keyboard, as an input device. It's keyboard, just mind-blowing. Yeah, keyboards From are Microsoft like Research, they came up with that concept. A full keyboard
1: is like 100-and-something keys. You're <sighs> talking like a I pixel a key.
0: Uh, basically, it's designed it's to allow you to go through and respond to messages you don't have access to. Uh, besides this, doing the simple quick mode kind of stuff. Uh, this is also in partnership with the release of the uh, Microsoft Band SDK. Yes. To allow other developers to go through and do
1: more stuff. So, this so is just very like, cool. these are just uh, showcases of what is possible. Mm-hmm. You can go out there and create uh, brand new stuff. And uh, again, this is working on Microsoft technology, yeah. so the same stack that you're used to.
0: The uh, web-based um, Microsoft Health dashboard basically now is able to go through and add more information, mm-hmm. different reports, different things. Uh, they get a new dedicated cycling mode for both indoor and outdoor versions of cycling. Uh, new workouts have been added included as well. Um, and this is actually coming from two guys that actually don't have a band
1: yet. I don't. I know. Um, I, I still haven't got one. I, I was an early adopter on the whole fitness band thing. I had a fuel band. I had a Fitbit. Um... The new apps and the SDK maybe you want to get one. Yeah. I, I I fell off of it, the the wagon, I guess, because I uh, like the numbers weren't changing my behavior. Like I'm already yeah. like active and do sports and stuff, so like seeing the number really didn't do much for me. But yep. now, that I can do other stuff or like program my own or like respond, I, that stuff's really cool. I may look into them again. I don't know. You wear an actual watch, so I wear an actual analog watch. Yes, I need to get like the Microsoft Band with the Leatherman band <laughs> on it, and like combine all of these things. Otherwise, yeah. I'm gonna have like a sleeve of devices eventually.
0: So very cool, syncing of data and stuff like that as well. I'm basically looking at trying to do a monthly update with the band. Is what the challenge has been laid out by the Microsoft team. Uh, so we'll see how it progresses. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to be buying a premium distilled liquor of some kind, uh, I'd like to have some ability to go through and interact with it more besides just uh, scanning the barcode or tapping or or, uh, snapping a picture of the QR code or something like that.
1: No, not something I ever thought I would need.
0: No, but you know, there's this new thing that's actually being debuted and and talked about uh, over at the Mobile World Congress, uh, which is actually a flexible electronic NFC uh, tag that's going to be sitting as part of or behind the label of premium whiskey. In this case, it happens to be Johnny Walker, is the example bottle that they have. Yeah. As a collaboration between... Uh, how do you even pronounce that word in there, anyway? Di- Dieg- Diageo? Sure. And also Thin Film, basically, announcing how this works. I that one. Uh, and so you can think of it almost as um, being used as anti-counterfeiting or proof that it's real, hmm. uh, another way of ensuring you're actually getting the same kind of products you're using with, because obviously it is a bit of a premium price alcohol. Right, your drinking blue solution. is one of their
1: top shelf ones.
0: Uh, but they're looking at this from another option as well for being able to because it's NFC, to be able to do cool things with it. Yeah. So potentially you can go through and you know tap it with your phone and be able to find out uh, you get some marketing promotional discounts or coupons or something like that to be able to use to be on the spot. Right, they're saying this could be contextual
1: based on like yeah. where you are. So if you're in the store, you get marketing or promotional, maybe a discount on it. Maybe it'll talk to you and tell you why you should buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're at home, maybe it'll you can tap it and it'll provide you with a list of mixers you can uh, enjoy along with it. Uh, my favorite mixer, of course, is ice.
0: Yes, that's what, so you don't want to know if you want to mix too much uh, with the Johnny Walker Blue.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that
0: Johnny Walker Blue with a Coke, please. On the, the side. <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Perhaps, Uh, but the idea is that it's being shown off uh, at Mobile World Congress. It's the foray down into a more interactive experience with your Mm. uh, beverages and other things. But think about it. I mean, they they allude to the fact here that you know in the coming years when things get cheaper. Uh, you can see these things start to be integrated with everyday products like um, you know produce and fruit and milk and vegetables stuff like that. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought of as well. Uh, they're saying about you know, being able to give you more information, maybe about where it came from. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's uh, heritage is it within, or lineage. If it's like an organic thing, or, or is,
0: is it within a hundred hundred miles of where you happen to purchase it from? Some people are into that for doing local. Oh yeah,
1: sure, like local sustainable stuff, yep. or if it letting you know when it's gonna go bad, or you know, having like on something to let you know. Because you ever like look at the bottom of like something to try to figure out the Sell by or best by date? you Look back in your fridge and like, I'm not sure if that was last week or two weeks or, or
0: even just trying to find that stamp because you never know where it is. Well, it's then you just like to decode stamp. it. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> I swear this last one was like 0106. It was like I didn't buy this eight years, <laughs> nine years ago. I think I may have. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had a couple fridges since then, uh, but yeah, it'd be cool to get the information. And again, as it gets cheaper, you can find it. Imagine finding it in more everyday kind of items. So. Very cool kind of technology stuff going to integrate with our everyday life. We'll see. From the update
0: desk, I don't know if you remember, but back in September, I believe he brought you the story around how Office 365 be available for free for students. Uh, but wait. But wait. Wait. That, that was, was U.S. US only. only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we mentioned that, I do believe, for the caveat that's there. Uh, we're now expanding that program, they announced today on the office, uh, environment that it's being expanded to a
1: very large list of countries around the world. From, Af- Afghanistan, uh, from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, Yes, I don't think it's every country in between. No,
0: no, they say saying dozens of countries around the world, uh, <laughs> but as before... The IT department or the school has to basically purchase right. um, Office 365 subscriptions uh, for the um, faculty slash for, for students. Right. Uh, to be able to use and support a delivery of their environment. So basically, their
1: basically, you subscribe for the school yeah. and then the students can log in with their .edu address. Right. Uh, that school's already in the database. They match that up and their students are able to download their subscription. Now, uh, if that's an Office 365 subscription, does that also come with uh, every all of its benefits, like storage and all it that It comes stuff? with the one terabyte of storage. It comes with the software soon to, updates. Soon to be unlimited. Yeah, soon to be
0: unlimited. Uh, it comes with the uh, automatically updating software because it's streamed down to be oh, able right. to work. Your one uh, kind the of one down. version that's always up to date, which is very, very cool. Uh, and uh, obviously access for both PCs and also Macs, supposedly... It's going to be available for up to
1: five PCs or Macs. Which is the uh, which is the general thing. Yeah. Actually, I found that to be extremely useful. Uh, as in the United States, they'll get access to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Access, and Publisher on uh, PCs and Macs. Actually, I think it. we you said Macs as well. I spotted it.
0: But that also now gives them access to it on iPad and Android for the full versions, not just the freemium version. Oh, All right. Well. Yes, this is true. So. Check in to find out if your school's actually doing this, uh, because there is caveats to make sure that it's all legit. Yep. And then, like you said, sign into the appropriate site with the appropriate ID that's already been activated, and boom, you're good to go.
1: Kind of like BattleBots, but without the battle. And more of driving. And more speed. Uh, Formula E is the uh, Formula One's electric version of racing. Kicked off this past September with their inaugural season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has been successful so far. Uh, I think people were worried about change little something different. Worried that electric cars wouldn't be as exciting. But so far it's been going pretty well. Uh, news is just coming that it has been uh, successful enough that they'll be expanding it for the next season. They're already planning it out. Currently all ten teams use the same car. Right. And they have the same
0: spec, and they aren't allowed to change it at all. Correct. So it survived. It's, it's it's the season is wrapping up. Yes. And they're going to be allowed to tinker with it for the very first
1: time. And they're going to limit it uh, in a couple of ways that I think are really uh, interesting. Uh, one is they're going to limit exactly what kinds of things can be changed. So. Mm-hmm they're not going to be allowed to change like the aerodynamics of the cars. But
0: they're focusing on changes around the powertrain, which includes the motor, the inverter, and the gearbox, and the cooling system, basically, this time around.
1: Not the battery yet. Not the battery That's, yet. Uh, they've said there's probably going to be like season three. Yep. Um, but uh, the idea is that uh, the work being done there will benefit all of the electric vehicle kind of industry. They actually have um, limits on cost, and a couple of other things, so that uh, again it could be useful, could uh, enhance the technology for the entire field. They're allowing people to sell the technology to rival manufacturers. Mm-hmm. It's actually some really cool stuff. So uh, looking forward to seeing uh, now that they've it's- done just the drivers in the unique cars. H- what kind of technology is going to improve for next year? I I I I will admit I've never actually seen one of these races yet. I haven't seen one of no, not
0: the formula. And either. I'm just wondering, what does it sound like? Is the, the distinctive sound of the Formula One oh, wow. whining engine going down the road? I didn't think about that. You know, what do you think it sounds like? I don't know.
1: Now I'm just. I gotta watch some videos. Now I gotta go do some research
0: on that. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking about how they actually have to. They're thinking about here in the U.S. about putting like
1: fake engine sounds into electric cars, I've, I've heard so that people that.
0: don't get run over you in know, parking I, lots. It,
1: it's it's and it's part of everyone being like stuck in their phone yeah. or whatever nowadays. But I I've done it before where like you like I look and I take a step on the onto the street and also in a Prius or a Tesla or something <laughs> goes Tesla by and I like, did not over. did not see that coming.
0: Very, very cool, though. uh, Now we're going to have to do a little bit of Ping homework uh, to find out about this uh, and see how they go.
1: It's a very philosophical question. What is the sound (laughs) of an electric (laughs) F1 car, man?
0: Racing down the street.
1: Back in 2009, the Office Labs started up and were an interesting place for people to kind of do side projects and uh, kind of experimental things. Uh, it has since been re-branded, uh, rebranded as the Microsoft Garage. I yeah, think we've talked about yeah, it before. we talked about twice. that once today. Uh, well, we are now uh, announcing a bunch of apps that are coming out. It has become more of an incubator for consumer focused apps mm-hmm. across all mobile platforms. Yeah, so Android, iOS, doesn't yep. matter. It uh, doesn't matter if you are a robot or a fruit phone. Yes,
0: they have a bunch of different ones that are now available for testers to download, I guess you would say, because they're not officially released. I'll
1: say they're all, uh, they say they label them as an experimental phase. So they're interesting, they're stuff to go and try out, but they may not be ready for, you know, purchase or you mm-hmm. know, things like that. Uh, there's, they have a pretty wide range uh, yeah. from something called DevSpace, which if you are like me and have many projects up on Visual Studio online, uh, then it's an easy way to like, manage your projects and, and see the things going through there through an app.
0: The one that caught my eye, I want to go off and try, I haven't tried it yet, is Squad Watch, which is, for Windows Phone, allows you to see where people that I care most about and where they are and what they're doing. Which is kind of cool. Like In real time. It's like you know, tracking and... of the family, I guess. I don't know.
1: There's uh, Torque, which is uh, an app that extends the Bing search assistant for Android, and uh, now onto Android Wear, so oh, yeah. you can get onto your uh, your watch as well. Hmm. So that's kind of a way to kind of bridge bridge into technology from our software.
0: And an interesting one is actually uh, keyboard for Excel.
1: Yeah, like who to thunk? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: uh, this one here's for Android. Where basically it goes through and it replaces the standard keyboard. Uh, which is obviously query focused mm-hmm. uh, to be just numbers and you know the things you would normally do. Yeah, uh, that would make like it more of, uh, task-based, task-based uh, type yeah. solution to be able to go off and do stuff from, from Excel keyboard. So uh, specific to uh, Android for that one. There.
1: So yeah, check out the list of apps there. You can go to Microsoft.com/garage yep. and uh, check out the portal. Uh, there is a few number, but they've been growing over time, and it's an interesting one if you do run uh, devices of all different flavors. Thanks for watching episode 238 of Ping. That is 238 episodes in the can. I liked your. I didn't realize you did the. Yeah. I have no idea what's gonna happen. I, they Last don't time was happen. fantastic. Dick, it was. It was actually pretty. It was. It was, <laughs> it was great. If, if you didn't see, you should go back and watch 237. You got it. Uh, make sure to continue the conversation with us at all times. You can follow us on Twitter with. Our hashtag, which happens to be hashtag ping show. Follow us individually at Mark DeFalco <laughs> at Rickster CDN. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The, ping show. Ping show. You the got Facebook, it. I was going to say. That's, that's not right. That's not good. Uh, I just watched <laughs> the social network the other day. That's why. And don't
0: forget those lovely snail mails if you want to do it at The Ping Show, Care of Channel 9, Building 20, One Microsoft Way, Redmond, Washington, 98052.
1: Uh, once again, you can always comment right below. And oh, we'll yeah. give you a question. Imagine
0: that be part of the show. Help us out.
1: We, uh, we talked about, uh, Microsoft Band SDK preview yes. becoming available and the new keyboard and cycling apps. Uh, what else, uh, do you want over there now? Now that you have a band that's, uh, that's, uh, or a wrist. A wrist computer, yes, that is available, uh, complete with the keyboard,
0: liking. to be able to swipe and talk on it. Which is still insane. I got you know to one out. You would, uh, what would you want to have as an add-on app to do that, or what would you make as an add-on app? Yeah. To do
1: that? Yeah. What would you? What would you like? What would you make if you don't? If you can't develop, then what would you want someone else to develop? I would want someone to develop a. Call me geeky. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: some kind of alerting service or status updates for my cloud services. Sure. So, you know, operational insight tie in for ops, operational yeah, insights insight? on
1: Azure? Op, uh, yeah, app insights or op insights or um, just uh, service availability. Yeah, or I hit, you're like, I'm auto scaling because I've got a bunch of traffic. Like, yeah. ooh, I want to know. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, I do a bunch more of like, the web stuff, so I want to know if I've got a bunch of traffic. Um, Is that your suggestion? You have a different one? I don't know. I, that's a good idea. I'd have to think a little bit more. Um, I'd like a, I, don't, I haven't, do not I again, I haven't played with one. My thing with uh, I like food tracking, but it's always very difficult. Mm-hmm. If, was a, if there was a quick way to do like quick stuff on there, peanut I'm butter, <laughs> peanut butter bar, peanut butter jelly p- time. Yeah, you know. Let us know in the comments. Uh, we will uh, read them. We will follow up all next week with you. Uh, next week we're we're still here. Think so? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Well, we're working on schedule. We've been uh, we've been consistent. So let's, we'll see we might there. have some highlights from Mobile World Congress. We don't know. Perhaps that's true. It's March mm-hmm. when this comes out. Is it March Madness? Uh, that'll be coming up soon too. Is that that's the football thing, right? Yes.
1: That's 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 call Handball.
0: It handball. <laughs> it's basketball. <laughs> it's basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Football's Football's in the fall.
0: We don't. I don't. Know if, I don't even know if we play football or, or basketball in college. <laughs> up in Canada, that's how much of a sports guy I am.
1: We'll see you next week. <laughs>